Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. We've seen so many child stars come and go over the years. You can watch any late-night syndicated TV sitcom to see what I'm talking about. They've all got them. The youngest kid on the show that plays a little comedic relief, but really just checked a box in terms of necessity for the show. As a kid, I would think, how cool would it be to live that life? Fast forward 20 years later, you tune into Entertainment Tonight, only to hear a sad blurb at the end about a tragic overdose in a hotel room after years of struggling and rehab stints. Damn, Randy, way to get the show off on a total downer. Don't worry, that story doesn't ring true for all child stars. Some are talented or lucky enough to continue one of the most difficult careers to get started in. Miley Cyrus has been one of those people that we've seen on our televisions for almost 20 years now, and she just turned 30. Could you imagine what it would be like if someone was filming and recording your every move over the last 20 years? If your every move was documented when you were an angry teenager, lashing out at your parents, threatening to move out, and punching holes in your wall, when you were in your early 20s, didn't give a fuck about pretty much anything, would you want a camera in your face on some of those nights out with your friends? Just trying to give you some context. This Gen Xer cusping on millennialism just missed Miley as Hannah Montana. This was the catapult into the spotlight for her as she was Disney's darling for almost a decade. But the world got to watch Miley take Hannah Montana and do her best to turn her into a Lexus Texas. Not sure who that is? Google her. Not on your work computer. But with all the fanfare and drama around her, how has Miley been able to stay in the good graces of the public all these years? And the question I'm really dying to know, how did her dad, Billy Ray, keep that mullet so sweet for so many years? So, throw on that latex skin suit, stick out your tongue, grab your crotch, and get ready for the twerkalicious Miley Cyrus episode of Asshole Court. Right, boys let's get some pre-show scores for miley cyrus mikey start us off okay um with miley cyrus uh i know a few things about her one her dad is billy ray cyrus of achy breaky heart fame oh yeah uh then i remember there was the show hannah montana which i remember someone being like that's billy ray cyrus's kid which i found endlessly amusing and I was like, <laughs> the same guy from the square dancing or like about, line yeah. dancing video. I, I forgot about Billy Ray Cyrus. So, uh, yeah. And then she wasn't Hannah Montana. Then she was Miley Cyrus. And then she was naked yep. a lot. Yep. And then uh, we're doing a show on her. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Uh, she's a typical. It's actually a pretty good summary. Yeah. Typical <laughs> child star sort of setup where, you know, she has to uh, distance herself 
from uh, her child star fame of yep. being Hannah Montana. So she's like, I'll get uh, nasty and skanky like uh, Christina Aguilera did. Uh, like they all seem to do in their first, uh, like, I'm an adult, so check this out. And uh, for some reason, that automatically translates for women into, I will be a filthy slut. <laughs> and that's how you differentiate yourself from your childhood star status. That's how you say uh, goodbye, Disney. Yeah. yeah. Not slut shaming, just a fact. That's just what they sort of do. Uh, I mean, unless, you know, it's like totally not slutty to go topless with a huge strap on dildo on stage. I don't know. Not blaming her. It was, I mean, that's cool. But I don't think she's a bad person necessarily. I'm going to start her off at a 4.5. There has to be some sense of entitlement there. She was born into fame and she probably has no idea what it's like to be a regular person. This is probably true. Yeah. Awesome. So 4.5 for Mikey. Buddy. What do you got? First thoughts. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I know about as much of her as Mikey just described right there. I, I do love her voice. I think she's very talented. I don't love her songs, but I think like, for instance, like if you like look at all the pop stuff, I'm just not on board with it. But like when she covers like Jolene and has like some of more like the country style or just a little bit more uh, rock and roll kind of stuff. I, I mean, I dig it. Like she's got a really good voice and, um, you know, I think she's super talented. You know, I'd be, I'm interested to see what we uncover here in the episode today. I think that maybe she has a large sense of entitlement. And, you know, does that make her an asshole? I don't know. It, it depends on how she wields it. I, I have a feeling that there might be some cattiness that goes on in that kind of click of the, you know, the Taylor Swifts, all the girls that kind of came up. It's kind of like high school. You know, you knew who the popular girls were and those girls, you know. Was she a bitch to some of them and like use her, I mean, her status and and her platform to go at some of these people, I don't know. We can always see the TMZ clips where maybe like she's lashing out at somebody, but if you have a camera in your face the whole time, and like we've seen this with Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the child stars, you know, we, we see that. And this is something that, you know, some of the previous child stars didn't have to deal with, like the Macaulay Culkins and the Neil Patrick yeah. Harris's and stuff like that, just because it wasn't as prevalent back in the 90s as it is now. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what uh, we uncover here in the courtroom today, but I'd say right off the rip, it doesn't seem like she's really that much of an asshole from what I can just see on the surface level. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to start her off at a 4.78. All right. Okay. And uh, we'll see where she ends up by the end of the episode. Sweet. 4.78 for Buddy. All right. Randy, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up? So, Miley Cyrus is one of those that, like I kind of alluded to in the intro read, I just missed her like intro to stardom, right? So in my mind, like when she was Hannah Montana, I was already like a young adult. Yeah. yeah. So sure. that was like late 90s, early 2000s, like early 2003. Yeah. No, yeah. There's no way. I, it'd be fucking weird if we were watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So like I never even paid any fucking attention mm-hmm. ever, like ever. Um, and then you hear you kind of hear, oh, Miley Cyrus and you hear like Party in the USA. Some of the, the big first oh, songs. I hate that, that fucking song. You know, and I always had a gripe with her about it because she does the and the Jay-Z song was on and the Jay-Z song was on. I remember being like 24 or whatever at the time and being like, you are not listening to Jay-Z. And she name drops Radiohead, too. Really? Yeah. There was one in there. I was like, wait a second. We have the same musical taste. (laughs) And then I looked down and I had a rainbow dildo and I was topless. There you go. And I was like, this whole time, we're the same person. Mm -hmm. But like to your point, though, is I never paid any fucking attention to her until... It was all the crazy shit. And even then, 
she definitely is pretty, right? You look at her now, she's gorgeous, right? But in that time, she had a very like little boyish body. And I always thought I was kind of felt kind of dirty, even like <laughs> thinking about, you know what I mean? Anyway, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, you, see, you know what I mean. You ever feel weird when you like look at a 14 year old boy and you're like, <laughs> "That's what I'm saying." Like she had, she had very like boyish characteristics. For that, I'm saying all yeah. this just to say that I didn't really find her attractive when yeah. she was like young. Yeah, sure. You know, and even legal. Like now she's more like, like a man, like, so it 20, feels okay. Like tw- no, like 20, 20 one like she looked yeah. yeah young yeah mikey cyrus over here yeah check out this bod randall yeah and, then, <laughs> and now she's like 30 again definitely grown up but again just like generation before me so i didn't really think too much of her until you hear her in the news and you kind of generate an opinion off that so anyway long story short pre-show i had her at 4.9 you fuckers make me feel like a pedophile for saying that the Not girl had a, a regular body. pedophile, a pedophile that's into boys too. <laughs> God damn, Randy came in like a wrecking ball. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Count the fucking scores, buddy. All right, with a four point five from Mikey, a four point seven eight from Buddy, and a four point nine from Randy, Miley Cyrus's pre-show asshole score. Is a 4.73. All right, 4.73, just a shade below Oprah at 4.75, just a tick above our boy Screech, Dustin Diamond, at 4.6. Ah, another child between, star, yeah, so. Yeah. Screech and Oprah. That tracks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, now, you boys ready to party in the USA? We are ready to party in the let's USA. Let's do it. And uh, <laughs> let's put a Jay-Z song on. <laughs> Destiny Hope Cyrus was born November 23rd, 1992 in Franklin, Tennessee to mother Tish Cyrus and country music star, actor, and philosopher Billy Ray Cyrus. Now, I wasn't aware of all the documented quotes from Billy Ray, but I found a few that were worth a chuckle, with my favorite one being, ever since I was a kid, I've been a real deep thinker and stuff. (laughs) That's some Jack Handy shit right there. Straight up accidental Jack Handy. That's exactly right. Miley's birth name, Destiny Hope, expressed her parents' belief that she would accomplish great things. It's also an oxymoron. She's destined to be great. I hope. Right? I I hope that her destiny is fulfilled. Okay. Her parents nicknamed her Smiley when they later shortened it to Miley because she ran around with a big smile on her face. Or as they say in the South, like a jackass eating briars. You guys uh, ever heard that one? Never once. Never heard that one. That's the deep sound. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never heard that phrase? Never oh, one man. time. I don't even. Why would a jackass be happy about eating briars? When they're eating them, they got that big grin <laughs> on their face. <laughs> this, Y'all could have seen Randy's yeah. face on that. <laughs> this is when this is when the video would help. But uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> In 2008, she legally changed her name to Miley Ray Cyrus. Her middle name honors her grandfather, Democratic politician Ronald Ray Cyrus. I did a quick search of Ronald Ray Cyrus to see if there was any dirt on Grandpa, but I didn't really find anything juicy. Ronald Ray gun. (laughs) (laughs) Cyrus attended Heritage Elementary School in Williamson County, where she and her family lived in Thompson Station, Tennessee. When Miley was really little, she would occasionally join her father on stage, dancing around while Daddy cranked out Achy Breaky Heart for the 270,000th time. 
She might have been too young to fully comprehend what was going on around her, but she definitely enjoyed the high-energy vibrations coming to her from the crowd. The Cyrus family attended the Baptist church, and it was said that Miley always had a purity ring on as a girl. Okay. Yeah. Those are strange, too. They're a little weird. This reminded me of a time in my life when I told my mom and took it as far to write it down and stick it on the board in our kitchen that I would never drink, smoke, or do drugs. It's funny. (laughs) That didn't last long. (laughs) That board I just mentioned no doubt had Mikey and Buddy's name on it at some point as well, as this was my mother's debt-keeping book, phone list, calendar, and pretty much everything else you have on an app on your homepage today. That's right. It's like a Google Share doc in 1998. Yeah. 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 Well, we posted things up there for sure. Our dare pledge was on there. Yep. They were there. Yeah, like a purity ring, man, that chick's fucking like a champ, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she doesn't, but she might be destined to. I definitely boned a couple of chicks with purity rings, just saying. (laughs) In 2001, when Miley was eight years old, she and her family temporarily moved to Toronto, Canada for Billy Ray's filming of the shitty medical drama sitcom, Doc. The plot line for the show goes like this. Dr. Clint Doc Cassidy, Billy Ray Cyrus, is a kind-hearted doctor from Montana who has moved to New York to work at Westbury Clinic, a medical center adjacent to the local hospital. He initially left Montana to be with his girlfriend, but he breaks up with her and the pilot because they're from different worlds. Clint has a love for God and for people, making him a popular doctor at the clinic. Oh, yeah. In New York City, that's what they're all dying for. I'd like to be seen for my cancer, but I need to know right now, does he believe that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior? First off, first off. Look, he often likes to insert bits of wisdom from Montana into the clinic's team's activity. It's mentioned in some episodes that Clint's parents died when he was young. He was taken in by his hometown's doctor, Dr. Johannesson. I hate it. Wow. <laughs> this sounds about as interesting as uh, from our previous episode with Dolly Parton talking about Sly Stallone being the country star. Yeah, yeah. but that yeah. one was better. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, it's just it's, there was someone who watched Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox and they were like, let's do that. But the opposite. <laughs> Instead of him being a big city doctor that ends up in a small town and figures everything out. He's a small city doctor that somehow gets a job. And like the like the hardest place to be like a really good doctor, like New York City, like it's a very tough market. And then he also is like a Christian and they're like, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> wow. Good pull with the Doc Holiday there, Mikey. Yeah. That's, uh, 90s. Doc Hollywood was uh, had a, a young Bridget Fonda in there looking great. Doc yeah. Hollywood. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Hollywood. Not many people can say that they know what they want to do for a living from a young age and actually do it. But apparently Miley had a moment that is made for Hollywood. Miley's fairy tale goes something like this. Billy Ray Cyrus took her to see a 2001 Canadian theater company production, Miravish, their version of Mamma Mia at the Royal Alexandra Theater. Miley grabbed her father's arm and told him, this is what I want to do, Daddy. I want to be an actress. And because of the situation she was in, she was able to begin taking singing and acting lessons at the Armstrong Acting Studio in Toronto. So again, kind of in a very opportune time oh, of life absolutely. your dad's fucking on a tv show you're living in toronto temporarily you're like hey i want to be an actress so you start becoming an actress it's so common that uh when you look at people's imdb pages and stuff like that and you see who they are you can always look at who their parents are and they're they're always in 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 the industry somewhere somehow yeah, yeah sure with billy ray doing it up as doc miley got her first acting role as kylie in her father's television series in 2003 she received credit under her birth name for her role as young ruthie in Tim Burton's Big Fish. 
During this period, she auditioned with Taylor Lautner for the feature film The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. Although she was one of the two finalists for the role, there was another role she'd auditioned for that she decided she was going to go with instead. Wise move, young buck. I uh, saw Shark Boy and Lava Girl in theaters, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was my girlfriend at the time. Her younger brother wanted to go see it. She had a purity ring. <laughs> <laughs> Impurity ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is that? My purity she ring. She said, don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you said, game on. Game on. No, no, I didn't want to disrespect your dad, but he didn't like me anyway, so it's all good. Miley said she got the script for Hannah Montana from her agent when she was around 11 or 12. She went to audition for the role of Lily, who was actually the best friend of Hannah Montana on the show. She also revealed that the producers liked her a lot and asked her to audition for the lead role as well. The producers then said, oh, you're good, but you are, you're too young, Miley said. The guys knew my age all along. Why is this a problem now? Which they replied, it's just not going to work. So initially, Miley wound up not getting the gig and returned home. After a few months, she got a call saying that they had not finalized anyone for the part and wanted to come back to audition. Miley recalled flying to California. She said, the day I was supposed to audition, I dropped Kool-Aid on myself and a bird pooed on me. Turned out to be a good thing. I landed the role. That's exactly why you landed the role. We weren't gonna, we weren't gonna give you the job, but you have that bird shit on you. <laughs> you showed up with yeah. a stain on your shirt and bird shit on you, so. and have Billy Ray's in the back with a pistol to that guy's back. <laughs> you know who the fuck I am? I'm a goddamn doctor from Montana. This is a prime spot. Hannah Montana, doctor from Montana. It's obvious. You don't want to be one of my patients. Hell no, I'll achy break your heart. I'm a cardiologist. God, that's the last person I would want working on my heart is Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, no, you don't want that. And the role would change and shape the rest of her life. To give you a snapshot of what the show was about, it goes something Disney-tastic like this. The series centers on Miley Stewart, Miley Cyrus, a teenage girl living a double life as famous pop singer Hannah Montana, an alter ego she adopted so she could maintain her anonymity and live a normal life as a typical teenager. Episodes deal with Miley's everyday struggles to cope with the social and personal issues of adolescence while maintaining the added complexities of her secret identity, which she sustains by wearing a blonde wig. Oh. Miley has strong relationships with her brother Jackson and father Bobby Ray, Billy Ray, as well as her best friends Lily and Oliver who become aware of her secret. Overarching themes include a focus on family and friendships as well as the importance of music and discovering one's identity. That's it. That's some Superman shit there. Clark Kent with the glasses. Yeah, right? Who, wait, wait. Who, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so Lois Lane, you, I have never seen this guy around you I before. Never, Until I did the research for the show, I had no fucking clue what Hannah Montana was about. I didn't either. I, there was no reason for us to watch that. But <laughs> also, I, I didn't know she was like had a double life and that it was just a blonde wig keeping her from the, from the uh, swarming magic. <laughs> I had some nieces that were that age that I remember seeing that like a couple of times, like her just putting on the wig and everybody was like, oh, who is? Oh, it's Hannah Montana. I'm like, really? The wig is the. Yeah. Target was... demographic is kids and kids are dumb <laughs> as shit. So I guess it works. Yeah. The series premiere of Hannah Montana was aired on March 24, 2006, as a lead in to a rerun of High School Musical and received 5.4 million viewers. This was the highest rating premiere episode in the history of the Disney Channel as of 2006. Huh. That's pretty interesting, I guess, because, I mean, nobody knew that she was... I mean, by that point, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus was not like a star, like a uh, like an A-lister, so I guess... No, nah, he had already run no, his course. Yeah, so he yeah. was like yeah. a, more like a one-hit wonder. Oh, yeah, he was 100%. Doc on like a CW sitcom. Yeah, some shit my yeah. grandma would have watched and been like, this is just a good show, sit down and watch it with me. 
Here's some oatmeal cookies. Yeah, it's just it's the things that are important in life, you know. Jesus and New York doing good. <laughs> Being right big city. Mm-hmm. By April 2006, Hannah Montana had an average of more than 3.5 million viewers for each episode, many of whom were aged between 6 and 14. The show's most viewed episode, Me and Mr. Jonas and Mr. Jonas and Mr. Jonas, was aired on August 17th, 2007, and was viewed by 10.7 million people. Why was that the big show? Uh, the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, come on, Mike. I fuck. I'm Try sorry. and keep up, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to go back to that year and remind myself to watch the Jonas Brothers. I never think of. <laughs> it wasn't just the show that was making Disney a fuckload of money, but also making Miley famous. In 2008, Disney released a concert film, Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. Best of Both Worlds concert as a 3D film for a limited theatrical run. The film consists of footage of Cyrus performing as herself as Hannah Montana at a concert during the 2007-2008 Best of Both Worlds tour. It earned a gross of $70.6 million worldwide. Hannah Montana the movie was released April 10, 2009. The film follows Miley as the popularity of Hannah Montana begins to take control of her life. This one grossed $169.2 million worldwide. So between the two movies, she's got about two hundred and forty million gross out of both the first two movies she did. Okay, but I just love that the name of the tour is the Best of Both Worlds tour, and roughly the same time there was the Best of Both Worlds tour, which was R. Kelly and Jay Z. That's right. Somebody That's right. bought the wrong tickets. Somebody potentially listening to this show was like, "Fuck yes. Jesus, Jay Z and R. Kelly tonight." <laughs> Best of both worlds. They're like, tickets were... They show up. They're like, there's a lot of young kids here, but it is an R. Kelly show. Yeah. <laughs> so it, is, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> We've been asked by our fans, guys, we want more. And just like a genie in a bottle, your wish is our command. Our Patreon page is now live. Find us on Patreon at AHC Podcast to get access to our all-new Conspiracy Court episodes. Get a shout-out on one of our Asshole Court episodes, voting power on future episodes, stickers, swag, and a whole lot more. Go to patreon.com and search for AHC Podcast to get your fix today. And now, back to your regularly scheduled shenanigans. It wasn't just a shitty kids' TV show and those arenas that were selling out. The merchandise that Disney was banking on was stupid. By February 2008, the Hannah Montana franchise had become so profitable that Disney convened an 80-person all-platform international meeting to discuss its future. Disney's 2008 annual report to shareholders listed the brand as one of their leading contributors to grow across the company. MSNBC estimated the Hannah Montana franchise was worth $1 billion by the end of 2008. Jeez. Yeah, talk about target audience with, you know... Expendable, expendable income. income. That's exactly right, man. It's uh, it's nuts. You throw like kid, wedding, or baby mm. on anything. It just, you know, price tag. I was thinking about this up. the other day because you're there. There, there was a formula to boy bands. You know, you had the the rebel boy, and then you had the heartthrob, and then you had like the older one. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like their uncle or some <laughs> yeah. shit. But you're like, yeah, I mean, if you could get that together, and then you give them some fucking you know cookie cutter songs, uh, yeah, you can do it. I guess I don't know. It would be weird. To ever choose to be in that industry for children's entertainment, I just have to question you. It's in fact, odd. ask the guy that was running NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, total pedophile. Oh, I imagine. Oh, he was, yeah. Oh, really? wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. a great guy. Huh. In fact, the guy from, remember that uh, group LFO? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and worst song ever, but the guy, actually, the, the main guy from that, uh, from that band actually died of cancer, like maybe in 2010, 
which is really sad because actually, like, I always thought that the band was like cheesy as fuck. But I saw an interview that he did with Howard Stern, and he was just explaining. He was just like, dude, I mean, we were just getting fucking paid. And it was like, and he was explaining the whole thing. I can't remember the guy's name that was like the manager for all these boy bands, uh-huh. but he was like, this guy was a fucking creep, dude. Like it was just like, he definitely, there was ill intentions there. Wow. He was the Harvey Weinstein of <sighs> yeah, maybe boy, boy bands. Yeah. 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 So RIP guy from LFO. Hmm. Interesting. But as Miley got into her teenage years, she grew out of her Hannah Montana image and went into full Miley mode pretty hard. At the age of 15, the not-so-innocent teen fell prey to hackers when they cracked into her MySpace account and leaked photos of the pop star provocatively posing for photos for then-boyfriend Thomas Sturges. While the images were nothing compared to her current Instagram feed, they still started the tarnish of her squeaky-clean Disney image. In an interview with Rolling Stone, Cyrus said her dad, Billy Ray, tried to ignore the scandal at the time, while her mom, Tish, was infuriated. She said, my dad ignored it because it was just like any other teenage girl. And their dad's like, let's please not have this conversation. My mom, I think it made her really angry. I think she even felt it could be distracting from what I was doing. Now, have you ever seen Tish? Tish looks like she took some Polaroids of herself at 15. <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying. She's she's lucky that she met uh, Billy Ray because I was like, girl, I mean, if things had gone differently, you would definitely be getting my <laughs> hash brown scattered covered and smothered. Damn, dog. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) calling a spade a spade over here. I know. I said I'm the asshole. (laughs) It's all right. Mikey scores a (laughs) 6.5. For Vanity Fair's June 2008 cover, Annie Leibovitz photographed the then 15-year-old Cyrus in nothing but a bedsheet. Cyrus and the photographer faced immediate controversy for posing so scandalously. At first, Miley caved to the backlash and issued an apology. I appreciate all the support of my fans and I hope they understand that along the way I'm going to make some mistakes and that I'm not perfect, the statement read. I never intended for any of this to happen and I'm truly sorry that I've disappointed anyone. Hmm. Ten years later, Cyrus rescinded her apology. Resharing a New York Post cover via Twitter, Cyrus wrote, I'm not sorry and added, fuck you. So, that's uh, a little rebel coming out. I didn't see the picture, but also I'm kind of like, all right, a bed sheet. That could... Look like you're wearing a giant dress, or it could look like you're a clan member. It just depends on how you like shape that shape that sheet. You know the shot in the movie where a couple get, just gets done having sex. Oh yeah, she's holding up over her boobs, sits up, and she holds it up. Yep. The thing that never happens in real life, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would cover up. It's all right. I just got done fucking porking. Yeah, I don't think you have to cover up anything. We've known it's each other. Kind of hot in here. Yeah, like. to be perfectly honest, I know you biblically there, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, Annie Leibovitz is a really famous photographer. She's like the most famous photographer ever, especially for musicians yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I think that's a little risky doing something like that with a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, I mean, if know. it was like sexually explicit, I mean, yeah, it's not great. I don't think you should do that with fifteen-year-olds or whatever. I just haven't seen it, and I'm also not going to go look it up. That's <laughs> so, saying, yeah, careful, careful yeah. with all this. Fifteen-year-old nude Cyrus with, with a sheet. sheet. Yeah, nah, good. <laughs> Yeah. Hello. <laughs> There's Mr. a knock Mike. at the door. <laughs> yeah. While the pop princess was continuing her transition out of Hannah Montana, she caused a national uproar by wearing an ultra slutty outfit and performing a pole dance during her Party in the USA performance at the 2009 Teen Choice Awards. How old was she at this point? Uh, so 2009, she's born in 92, so 17. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember when this happened. It was one of the first times I think I'd ever paid any attention to Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus was 
this pole dancing thing, but it was like on the news, and you're like, huh? Okay, I was like, <laughs> you're not helping yourself out here. Look, I said it was on the news. I know that's what I was waiting for. That's the first time I ever said it was that sexy pole dance. That's what I she really like <laughs> stood out on my for radar. Me. Yeah. You know, I went back when we were doing the research for it, that this thing popped up. So and it had the video there and I'm watching it and I, I you watch more of the videos than I did, buddy. You need to calm down <laughs> there, Randy. Is, Randy's is all, getting really this upset. Is, over everybody's this. getting uncomfortable. There. <laughs> uh, so I watched this video and I don't I guess maybe it's I'm looking through it through the lens of 2023 eyes now because yeah. I mean like Fairly really tame by today's it, standards. It's extremely. Tame. I think it's just oh, the really? implication of a of a pole dance because you know what that yeah. you know what that but is right. She, uh, but I mean like it's really like somebody wheeled out an ice cream cart and it has a pole attached to it and she just mm-hmm. kind of gets pushed around the stage while holding on to it. Okay. Like uh, there wasn't like any kind of she like wasn't her. Like, she was climbing to the ceiling like the one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the girls at Onyx <laughs> all the way up to the top. Look at that chick. She's like Batgirl. Like I think at one point she just kind of went down once. Okay, but I mean like that. I mean, like, but maybe it's just through the lenses of today's eyes. I, I mean, don't know. you know, it'll, it, a lot of that could be intentional. I they want the controversy. A There's ton of like 11, 12 year old girls watching that with their parents. Yeah. Well, the, the Teen Choice Awards, those things, the, the award shows used to be huge. They you did. Know? They well, did. I mean, like I remember like my mom getting frustrated that my sister wanted to watch Friends back in the day. Just because they were talking about, you know, like having sex and just being really loosey goosey with like a lot of the, you know, like, oh, yeah, we had sex the other night, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going back, you know. And so it's just interesting to see what I think the moms are telling the kids today versus what they were talking about back then. Yeah. Don't go out there and get all loosey goosey, young girl. (laughs) If you're going to have sex. Do anal, you won't get pregnant. That's it. <laughs> Save yourself. That's the cheat code for the <laughs> for the Christian girls. My purity rings intact. That's it. Yeah. That's right. In 2009, when she was just 16, Cyrus faced backlash for making slanted eyes in a photo with friends, which many took to be offensive against the Asian community. She chalked it up to making goofy faces, which didn't fly. Uh, I saw the picture. Yeah. They were definitely... There was a there was an Asian kid in the picture with him. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, and the, yeah. Su- the the, the uh, subtitle said Ching Chong Ching Chong. <laughs> they were definitely making slant eyes, just looking high as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like. They were all high and yeah. trying to be funny. But a group representing LA-based Asians sued Cyrus for the gaffe and demanded four thousand dollars in damages per the complainant. Four thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, a judge eventually <laughs> tossed out the lawsuit. In December 2010, a seemingly now former friend leaked a video of Cyrus smoking salvia from a bong. I remember this one. Yeah. Though she said she was disappointed in herself, she later showed her good sense of humor by honoring it on the 10-year anniversary. Happy 10-year anniversary to the groundbreaking video of a teenager smoking a bong and saying dumb shit to their friends, she captioned in a reshared video. Yeah. And let's not lie. At that time, all of us were smoking salvia. And don't a- lie to yourselves. It was across the nation. I remember they were selling it in gas stations that's here right. in Georgia before yeah. they figured yeah, out what the Yeah, you can't it judge me. It was legal. Yeah. I was like, let me try this out. And then I hit that thing, and all of a sudden, I looked over, and Randy had grown tiger stripes, and I was like, this shit is fucking for real, son. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was legal. Yeah, and then I it wasn't real quick. It. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, once we figured that out, like I said, you know, I mean, uh, it was a nationwide sensation. It was like the uh, Tide Pod Challenge, but... <laughs> <laughs> For adults or teenagers. I was excited. A friend of ours was like, we, you know, he also took everything to the nth degree, so he bought the heaviest that we could possibly do. 
And uh, yeah, I went to, I, w- I had an out-of-body experience. Like, it was very legit. You were the Tiger King, huh? Right. It, I looked up, I, I swear I hit that thing. I looked over at Randy and his uh, then-girlfriend, now-wife, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, it was very, and they said, hit it again, and then I was gone. <laughs> There was also a video of the Hannah Montana star, then 16, doing some dirty dancing with a 45-year-old film producer, Adam Shankman, in 2009 at the cast rap party for The Last Song, which Shankman produced. Miley is seen grinding against the openly gay producer in the footage, wearing just a pair of hot pants, a top, and a cardigan. The pair cavorted and writhed around of various hip-hop tunes, including the Black Eyed Peas track, Boom Boom Pow. Hated that boom, song. Boom, boom. Yeah, that, that's around the time that the Black Eyed Peas really started sucking. I like their earlier stuff, yeah. like pretty much pre... Before Fergie joined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with all this going on, she was still killing it professionally. 2010 ended with her ranking at number 13 on the Forbes Celebrity 100 list. In 2011, she announced her Gypsy Hearts tour, but when that concluded and her obligations to Hannah Montana fulfilled, Cyrus announced her plans to take a hiatus from music so she could focus on her acting career. So I'm not in a spot to tell Miley Cyrus to keep her day job by any stretch of the imagination, but outside of Hannah Montana, she's not really known for her acting. She made an appearance on the MTV television series Punk with Kelly Osbourne and Khloe Kardashian. Cyrus starred alongside Demi Moore in the independent film LOL in 2012. The film had a limited release. It was a critical and commercial failure, according to reviews. She then starred in the comedy film So Undercover. So, I did a quick search of this directed video hit. The plot is advanced and goes something like this. Molly Morris, a private investigator based in Dallas, takes photos of cheating men. During one of her investigations, FBI agent Armand Ranford offers her a job with the FBI to watch over Alex Patron, the daughter of a senator who was involved in a multi-crime case. Miley's reluctant at first, but ultimately decides to accept Ranford's offer. She goes undercover as a sorority student named Brock Stonebridge and receives help from her father. Molly meets Stasha Stolzinski, the head of the sorority and other members, including Becky, Cotton, Hunter, and Alex, whom she's been hired to protect. Yada, yada, yada. Hoping I didn't lose any listeners in the last 10 seconds. It had a happy ending. Yeah, and the subtitle for that movie was How to Launder Money. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's uh, you always like, how do they? Who's greenlighting this and throwing millions of dollars at this shit? Man, Miley Cyrus was attached to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you hear a lot of the stuff. Like I've listened to an interview with Matt Damon, and he was talking about how, you know, especially back then in the you know like '90s, early 2000s, before all the streaming platforms really became prevalent. You know, you would have the movie that would go through the the movie theaters, and it would have its first run. But then once it went to DVD or to video you would basically catch almost the same amount of that money, you know, coming through on the back end. So it was like basically like a re-release in that sense. Yeah. So a lot of those, you know, like the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's and like, I'm guessing these Miley Cyrus movies, they already have the built-in audience, you know, and if it's going straight to pretty much straight to DVD, I mean, they're cashing in a lot of money. I'm sure they are make, I, you know, I don't know. I'd have to see it. The, The accounting for that has to be very strange. Hollywood accounting itself is weird. But uh, going straight to DVD for a, like, you have somebody here as a big star, like, in the in the peak of their career, yep. it had to suck. <laughs> I was like, the <laughs> studio executives were like, we're not even going to put this into theaters right now. Let's just put it straight to DVD and hope for the best. Yeah. To bid good riddance of her pristine Disney image, Miley and her stylist took the scissors to chop off her luscious locks in 2012. The star sported a new peroxide pixie cut 
and stated that she never felt more me. Many accused of her trying to look like Draco Malfoy. I don't know who that is. Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, well, not that's not Daniel Harry. Radcliffe, right? That's Daniel Radcliffe, but his one of his main enemies in it is uh, Draco Malfoy, who yeah. is uh, uh, that's a blonde-haired they, kid in Sl- Slytherin. Uh, that's and who they. My uh, son is all into Harry Potter right now. <laughs> yeah, We've watched my, the first five movies. So. My right. wife and son have watched all of them too. I I I couldn't get into it. All right, not surprising. So yeah, I had yeah. no clue who that guy was, uh, and she abandoned her femininity, but in fact, she did it to raise money for cancer. Miley's signature sweet look had taken a hot new turn, introducing a brand new chapter in her life. In late 2012, between September and December, Cyrus performed covers of classic songs with her band in an outdoor setting. Performances included Lilac Wine by James Shelton, What Have They Done to My Song Ma by Melanie Safka, and Jolene by none other than last HC podcast episode alum, Dolly Parton. That's right. That's right. The Jolene cover is a legit banger of a cover. It is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just as we discussed in the last episode, the song itself was great, and Miley put a great spin on it. So everyone knows the phrase, game respects game. Well, I gotta say, you can't knock her musical talent. She's no, really she's, fucking good at what she, she does. She can sing for sure. Also, I always thought Lilac Wine was a Jeff Buckley song. I didn't realize it was somebody else. James Shelton. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, no, she's multi-talented. She can play instruments. She can sing. And uh, yeah, she doesn't have that same like cookie-cutter voice that a lot of the stars in her little universe have so yeah, yeah so she's got that little raspy a little husky voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when she was talking to to dolly Parton, not for me miss dolly <laughs> <laughs> with her new hairdo and attitude in full effect 2013 seemed to be the year that miley popped off in her new direction she'd already gotten into a little bit of hot water for the video of her smoking the bong but living the life she was there was bound to be uh influences from other sources as well as with any college-age kid you're most likely going to run into the opportunity to experiment with drugs. Not just weed or underage jello shots. I'm talking about real drugs. One drug that Miley seemed to be drawn to was MDMA, or Molly. If you're not familiar with Molly and judging by our audience, it seems many of you are, it's a party drug that gives you a euphoric feeling where your senses are heightened and your physical appearance turns to something out of an after-school movie. Your eyes roll around in your head, your mouth gets really dry, and everything just seems to be... All good, man. Yeah, you probably have never felt prettier and never looked uglier. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Sweating jaw, like completely, like full on, like you got that Habsburg jaw happening. Like, <laughs> trying TMJ. to touch everybody. Yeah, yeah, you're freaking everybody out, but you're trying to like rub them down. Like, get the fuck away from me, man. I understand love yeah. now. I can feel the love coming out of you. <laughs> it's like a Care Bear. I'm a Care Bear right now. Cyrus, who also references Molly on her song We Can't Stop, outlined her drugs of choice to Rolling Stone. Hollywood is a coke town, but weed is so much better. And Molly, too, she said. Those are happy drugs, social drugs. They make you want to be with your friends. You're out in the open. You're not in a bathroom somewhere. Friends believe Cyrus was so open that she was taking Molly during her VMA performance where she twerked all over Robin Thicke during a duet of his summer anthem, Blurred Lines. Her simulated sex acts with a foam finger were described as disturbing and the whole performance as cringeworthy. Others noticed Cyrus constantly sticking out her white-coated tongue as a telltale sign. People who often take Molly become dehydrated, leaving them with a dry mouth. Cyrus's performance drew widespread criticism, even from 67-year-old Cher, who said the young singer's appearance was abysmal. It just wasn't done well. She can't dance. Her body looked like hell. The song wasn't God. great. One cheek was hanging out, Cher critiqued. And chick, don't stick your tongue out if it's coated. 
In a not-so-great look, the singer responded to the controversy about her VMA performance, comparing the public outcry to the Trayvon Martin tragedy. Oh, oh. read the room, girl. <laughs> she said, it's the media riling up the people rather than people riling up the media, she said. And what makes me kind of sick is Trayvon Martin's trial didn't happen more than two months ago. It got talked about a lot, but it still got done being talked about a lot quicker than the VMAs, and that's really sad. I guess I see what she's sort of saying there, but yeah, it's not a direct comparison. I thought she was saying that like getting railed uh, by the media was the equivalent of uh, Trayvon Martin getting shot by a guy for having Skittles and a hoodie on. Yeah, um, which is obviously not the case. No, but she's just talking about coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah at yeah. the end of the day, but it, yeah, but we live in that society where celebrities get covered way more than it's the actual, easier to talk about that. You know, it's always going to be easier to talk about. Did you see her grinding on Robin Thicke or whatever? Like, what the fuck? Then being like, hey man, that dude probably shouldn't have gotten killed, and that guy should probably have gone to prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just wanted some Skittles. Yeah, and then people are like, I don't really want to talk about that, but let's talk about her weird-ass tongue. Like, bitch, you brush your tongue. You know what I'm saying? But is that where the twerk was invented right there in that moment? Oh, no. Twerk's been around. Twerking was back, like, literally, like, Hot Boys days was really when it twerk came some. to prominence. Yeah, twerk something. Okay. Yeah, and at Whistle While You Twerk, Yin Yang Yin Twins. Yin oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's which has right. the grossest line of any song. Make the pussy fart. Yeah, go ahead like, and start. God and, damn it. Yeah. I hate that one. Go ahead and start it. Make the pussy yeah, fart and like, whistle while you twerk. Nothing sexy about that at all. It's like in Boogie Nights. It's just not sexy, Jack. It's not cool. Yeah. Randy, your score is too low. That person was definitely a giant asshole, and you rated them like they were Justin Bieber. Wouldn't you like to tell us what you think? Well, now you can. Check us out on all our social media pages and tell us what you think about our scores, shows, and good looks. We'll love to hear what you have to think. Pucker up, buttercup. It's back to asshole court. Cyrus released Wrecking Ball as the second single from Bangers on the same day as the VMAs. The accompanying music video showing her swinging naked on a wrecking ball was viewed over 19 million times within 24 hours of the release. The yeah. single became Cyrus's first to top the Hot 100 in the U.S. and sold over two million copies. I mean, think about like that twenty-four hours. She got fucked up and ground all over, ground all over. I don't know if that's what you call it. <laughs> grinded, Twer- yeah, grinded, <laughs> twerked all over Robin Thicke, and like I remember seeing that. We were like, "What is happening right now? This is weird." Because Blurred Lines was like the hot song man that song was, was huge just on and popping couldn't and it had uh emily R- radikowski in that video uh fully nude oh, really man. yeah i saw that one a couple times <laughs> <laughs> so i just remember that was the whole thing robin thick's gonna perform it miley cyrus is coming out with him I'm like us oh, yeah and then she did all that shit and i was like man this chick is crazy dude yeah yeah well and it's and wild then- too to think that like at that performance in the audience could have been Billy Ray Cyrus and Alan Thicke from Growing Pains. <laughs> like, are you the, Next yeah. to each other. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, look what our kids have become. I was the dad off of Growing Pains. You had achy, breaky heart, and now she's uh, geared up on Molly, grinding up on your son's jock. So, so fucking proud. And so then they had Wrecking Ball come out right after that. So that. Within a day, yeah. She did the grinding and released the video the same day. So, I mean, and this is what, like 2012 or so, I think? 2013. Yeah. I remember thinking, is this her Britney Spears meltdown right. moment? Totally, totally. You know, she didn't quite have the full shaved head, but she had the short hair and all that. And so. I think it was more calculated. Yeah. To uh, some extent. I mean, think about striking while the iron's hot. You got all yeah. that press and you drop Wrecking Ball. 
now you've, uh, you're not the little teeny bopper star you were, and now you're swinging naked on a wrecking ball or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. It worked out for him. Two sure million did. fucking yeah. downloads yep. or whatever. Cyrus continued to throw caution to the wind in 2013, following up her twerktastic performance at the VMAs with a marijuana-laden one at the MTV EMAs, the European Music Awards. While accepting the Best Video Award for her song Wrecking Ball, Cyrus told the audience, you know, I couldn't fit this award in my bag, but I did find this, before pulling out what appeared to be a joint from her Chanel bag and lit it on stage. Years later, she said that moment was why she no longer is invited to award shows. Hmm. You know, and that's I also saw that video as well. And I mean, she really does like pull out a joint out of her bag, lights it up right on stage. Yeah. And it's like, hey, takes a hit off of it, blows out a thick old cloud of smoke. Yeah. And, you know, like, I don't cut yourself on that edge, girl. On one hand, you know, like I know she's trying to distance herself from the Hannah Montana franchise mm-hmm. and the Disney image of her. But, you know, there is a little bit of obligation to your fans that you've built up to that point. Mm-hmm. To where I, I don't know I, I you know while I am an advocate for for marijuana I didn't see that as her best look going up there on the stage and accepting that for best video and then that that's when she chooses to you know pull it, that out it was just ham fisted let me show you what a rebel I am I'm like no 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 get real high first remember when <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone showed up to the Oscars in dresses on acid <laughs> that. No, that's legendary they showed up and on the red carpet what are you wearing they both had dresses on and they were tripping balls on acid <laughs> not shit. taking a puff off of a joint while you say you're like whatever week game's over they won the game yeah show sure. up high i don't, I, I don't want to see you get high i want to see you high yeah. in 2013 maxim listed cyrus as number one on their annual hot 100 list Cyrus was chosen by Time Magazine as one of the finalists for Person of the Year in November 2013. She came in third place with 16.3% of the staff vote. In March 2014, Skidmore College in New York began to offer a special topic sociology course entitled The Sociology of Miley Cyrus, Race, Class, Gender, and Media, which was using Miley as a lens through which to explore sociological thinking about identity, entertainment, fame, and media. They were high. (laughs) (laughs) That professor was high. Also in 2013, fashion photographer Terry Richardson released a series of provocative images for Candy Magazine, which sent shockwaves throughout the entire globe. Miley left nothing to imagination and even pushed the boundaries by wearing a strap-on. I googled the article and found the photo shoot. And holy shit, it's out there. Oh, it definitely is. Miley oh, Cyrus, yeah. naked as hell, sucking on a strap-on. It's and Terry wild. Richardson yeah. is a problematic character anyways. I mean, he was a huge celebrity photographer for a while especially this is probably around his peak but there were a lot of allegations that he was like sexually abusing people and stuff like that so it's not uh. not not great also if you ever look at his work it's very uh, you're just kind of like, what, this guy had the fucking jackpot. Like, he's, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, because you're just like, it's all the naked celebrities it's you want to see. That. It's like the work isn't even all that. It's everything's like washed out. The color itself is like washed out. Looks like he took it with like a Polaroid. He had a certain style, and everybody was like, it was popular for a couple years there. But I was like, that's all he did. And then he would like literally have like chicks like there was pictures with like chicks like uh, with fucking cum on their faces and shit. It's pretty fucking oh, wow. gnarly, dude. Yeah, Terry Richardson. Ended up sort of being like cast aside for, I think, for probably for good reasons. Huh. Hmm. Vice described Cyrus as the most punk rock musician out there right now, and that she's spinning circles around every single pop star who's trying to be edgy. MTV named Cyrus their best artist of 2013, and James Montgomery of MTV News elaborated on the network's decision that Cyrus 
declared her independence and dominated the pop culture landscape, adding that she schooled and shocked us in 2013 and did so on her own terms. Billboard staff called Cyrus the most talked about pop star of 2013 and also recognized the controversial evolution of her career as the top music moment of the year, elaborating that she was a maelstrom that expanded and grazed nearly every aspect of pop culture in 2013. The publication also listed We Can't Stop as the best song of 2013 for being one of the bolder musical choices in recent memory, and that risk paid off tremendously, and one of the songs that defined the decade, staying it created a new play in the playbook of pop music. Definitely defined the decade. Nailed that one, because I can't think of the 2010s without thinking of We Can't Stop. Her behavior throughout 2013 and 14 sparked a substantial amount of controversy, although her godmother, Dolly Parton, said, The girl can write. The girl can sing. The girl is smart, and she doesn't have to be so drastic. But I respect her choices. I did it my way, so why can't she do it her way? And that was kind of the way Dolly did it. Was yeah. She dressed up as, what, the town tramp? Yeah, she did. Yeah. And that was kind of the way she rolled. Now, listen yeah. here. Things have changed, but when I was younger, we just uh, posted up, pushed our boobs up, took pictures at the Walgreens. Now, <laughs> you put on that rainbow dildo, and I sort of get it. <laughs> But we're also dealing with Dolly at a 25 to 30 year old mentality oh, yeah. with, uh, you know, Miley coming in here at 20, 21. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, it's you have to commend Dolly for that. Like, what is she supposed to do? Trash her fucking goddaughter and be like, no, she's a total fucking scam. She's turning into yeah, a damn trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trickster. I'll be honest. I'm just owning her right now. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Me and Cher are both decided that she is a tramp skank and we hate her. Hate her. <laughs> But we power. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Once you gear up in that voice, it's hard not to go Clayton, Clayton, Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. While Miley had seemingly made her way to the top of the entertainment mountain, she had a number of star-studded relationships with a number of different bows and boettes along the way. You see, Cyrus came out as pansexual to her mother at age 14. So I'm sure most of you out there are asking, Randy, I'm open-minded and don't care who people love, but what is pansexual? Well, listener, I'm glad you asked. Pansexuality is sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. Pansexual people may refer to themselves as gender blind, asserting that gender and sex are not determining factors in their romantic or sexual attraction to others. So I feel like bisexual, just that term just got old and they just were like, let's come up with something cooler sounding. All I can think, when I hear pansexual, I think it was pan's Peter. labyrinth sexual. I, I hear Peter Pan. And it's yeah. like, ooh, pansexual. I'm just like, fairy dust. I'm just like, isn't that just bisexual? I don't I, know. I don't know. I, you know, I respect it, but I... I felt like I had to kind of explain what that one was. No, no, no you're you right. Know? I actually wanted it myself because I've seen that and I don't, I didn't fully understand it. And I don't care about the underlying reality of it, like whatever you want to do. But I just like, I feel like in terms of just definitions that bisexual fits that as well. But hey, don't scorch me here. <laughs> but one night, and I think it may just be kind of an evolutionary term of bisexuality. And when people don't identify one way or the other, okay. and like if, Honestly, if you go to Wikipedia and look at pansexual, okay. um, there's a picture of two people kissing. Yeah. And you can't tell what gender they are. Oh, so they're just sort of androgynous. Yeah. Like yeah. David Bowie making out with um, Tilda Swinton. Who's that? Uh, just trust me. The audience knows. <laughs> at least some of you guys do. <laughs> you know who David Bowie is. Of course. Yeah. And Tilda Swinton is, a, the, is an actress that you, you would know. Looks a lot face. like... David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she played David Bowie. So oh. imagine David Bowie 
Speaking of which, this is a really good question. Like, if you could clone yourself, would you fuck yourself? <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'd give it a shot. <laughs> Depends on how many beers are involved. No, just it's like a it's like an achievement. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, why not? <laughs> I could get myself achievement unlocked. Yeah, I could get myself to sleep with me. <laughs> yeah. I would get wine and dine myself. Yeah, yeah. What would. if what if your clone was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you then. <laughs> hey man, I thought I was pretty attractive. We're not. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> Miley has said, I never want to label myself. I'm ready to love anyone that loves me for who I am. I'm open. In June 2015, Time Magazine reported she is gender fluid. She was quoted as stating she doesn't relate to being a boy or girl, and I don't have to share my partner, and I don't have to have my partner relate to boy or girl. Cyrus stated she is literally open to every single thing that is consenting and doesn't involve an animal, and everyone is of age. Well, that's good. That's that's good. We avoided a couple of those things there because, <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> Very bad. Cyrus is obviously a supporter of the LGBTQ community. Her song, My Heart Beats for Love, was written for one of Cyrus's gay friends, while she has since claimed London to be her favorite place to perform due to its extensive gay scene. Cyrus also has an equal sign tattooed on her ring finger in support of same-sex marriage. After her 2018 marriage to a man, Cyrus went on the record to state she still identified as queer. She's the founder of the Happy Hippie Foundation, which works to fight injustice facing homeless youth, LGBTQ youth, and other vulnerable populations. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. For sure. And the Happy Hippie Foundation, I think, sponsored the backyard sessions. Okay. Oh, okay. Were, yeah, right on. on that. Yep. Yeah, I like it when the celebrities will use their platforms to like really help out in the communities and do stuff like that versus... Yeah. You know, so when we get famous, my platform is going to be making clones of myself to fuck later. <laughs> it's important. You know, it's real love. I'm trying to really love myself. It's called Mikey's fuck boy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, she's had a slew of celebrity boyfriends, girlfriends and a husband along the way. Cyrus has said that she dated singer actor Nick Jonas from 2006 to December 2007, saying they were in love and began dating soon after they first met. Considering she was like 14 when that started, take it for what it's worth. Yeah. While filming the last song, Cyrus began dating an on-again, off-again relationship with her co-star Liam Hemsworth in 2009. During the breakups, Cyrus was romantically linked to actors Lucas Till and Josh Bowman, neither of which I have ever heard of. I yeah. was just about to say, I don't know any of these people, really. Yep. I only know the Hemsworth from... Yeah, from Liam Hemsworth. From Thor guy. Well, yeah, that's his brother, Chris. Yeah. 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 What, what else was Liam in? He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in a couple of things, but it never really... Like, he's not the main he's actor. The, he's that... the Billy Baldwin of the, of the Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cyrus and Hemsworth were first engaged from May 2012 till September 2013. She also dated actor Patrick Schwarzenegger. I didn't know he was an actor. He is actually. He was in a something I watched recently or whatever. Um, it's funny because you can see like his build is. Now he's not jacked like Arnold or whatever, but you can see like it's a, an absolute blend between him and Maria Shriver. Really? Oh yeah. wow! And she also dated model Stella Maxwell in 2015. Cyrus and Hemsworth rekindled their relationship in March of 2016 and became reengaged that October. In November of 18, Cyrus and Hemsworth home burned down in the Wolseley Fire in California. On December 23rd, Cyrus and Hemsworth married in a private wedding ceremony in their home in Nashville. She felt that their marriage re-identified what it looks like for someone that's a queer person like myself to be in a hetero relationship. Though she was still very sexually attracted to women, Cyrus indicated that the ceremony was kind of out of character for her because 
They have worn rings forever, and they definitely didn't need it in any way. She believed the loss of their home to be the catalyst for getting married, citing that the timing felt right and that no one is promised the next day or the next. So she tries to be in the now as much as possible. And just like Ben Franklin said, nothing in life is certain but death, taxes, and celebrity breakups. On August 10th, 2019, Cyrus announced she and Hemsworth were separating. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's... The home burning down being the catalyst for their marriage sends a weird signal to dudes that are like trying to get back with their exes. <laughs> Burn her house down and then we'll figure this out. You know what I mean? We'll trauma bond. That's and it. Then, yeah. Uh, it's so fucked up. Your house burned down and shit, but you know, maybe we should get married. Now's the time. Yeah. 11 days later, Hemsworth filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. Their divorce was finalized January 28th of 2020. Following the announcement of their separation from Hensworth, she dated Caitlin Carter from August to September 2019. Word on the street was that Miley may have been cheating on Hemsworth with Carter, but everyone involved denies it. In a lengthy Twitter thread copying her many faux pas over the years, Cyrus vehemently denied cheating on Hemsworth, saying, I can admit to doing a lot of things, but I refuse to admit that my marriage ended because of cheating. Liam and I have been together for a decade. I've said it before and it remains true. I love Liam and always will, she wrote. Is that her second marriage? No. No, okay. first. first. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Though Cyrus has been under the ringer in terms of scandals and controversy, her attitude can be summed up by her tweet. I'm proud to say I am simply in a different place from where I was when I was younger. So, starting to mature a little bit, I guess. Sure. In October 2019, Cyrus began dating Australian singer Cody Simpson, a longtime friend. Again, someone I've never heard of. I don't know any of these people. I mean, yeah. we, we, are, we are ancient. Yeah. We are. We are old, and they would look at us as old, and that's why we don't know who they are. That's right. Yeah, but back in the day, I mean, like, when she was talking about, like, being with Nick Jonas in my head, that was just, like, the Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake of our days, in yeah, a sense. Totally. You know, and we knew everybody that was in there. Oh, and, yeah. No, you I know. mean, yeah. It's just, it's just wild, because they're just like, I, I, these people are famous people. I don't have a fucking clue who they are. Yep. Following her 2013 Bangers album, featuring rap producer Mike Will Made It, and guest vocals by a litany of rappers, Cyrus denounced hip-hop for its superficial and vulgar lyrics. She returned to her pop rock roots in 2017 to release her album Younger Now. I can't listen to that anymore. That's what pushed me out of the hip-hop scene a little. I was too much Lamborghini, got my Rolex, got a girl on my cock, she told Billboard that year. Then in 2019, Cyrus responded to a video by YouTuber Kenya Wilson, who called the singer's comments racially insensitive. In a lengthy note from her official YouTube profile, the singer apologized in the video's comment section and said her previous statements were insensitive as it is a privilege to have the ability to dip in and out of the scene. Just watched your video. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak up, Cyrus wrote. Hmm. Being silent is not me at all. I'm aware of my platform. I've always used it the best way I know how and to shine a light on injustice. I want to start with saying I'm sorry. I own the fact by saying this pushed me out of the hip hop scene a little was insensitive as it's a privilege to have the ability to dip in and out of the scene. Okay. I mean, it's nice that she's trying to be cool with everybody, but I don't know. I guess if you don't... I mean, the hip-hop guys definitely buttered her bread for a little while. and then. Oh, uh, yeah. That was... I mean, that's that was... A it, it, I guess the more tactful way would have kind of just skirted the whole, like... You didn't even have to comment at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, just hey, I'm doing a different... Doing something album. different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of being like, you know what? I don't want to hear about, like, Rolexes and Lamborghinis and chicks on my cock. Because she's got that monster rainbow cock, and it, but I just don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Again, just don't say anything. Just keep moving. 
Yeah, and that's easy to say from an adult's perspective versus a 26-year-old. I yeah. mean, like we said, a lot of dumb shit back in the day to have that stuff immortalized forever on the internet and having to go back and defend. Yeah, I'm reading it on a podcast four years later. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. you know. Cyrus was a vegan and stopped eating animal products since 2014. In September of 2020, Cyrus revealed on the Joe Rogan experience that she had to switch to being a pescatarian after suffering from omega-3 deficiency saying, I've been a vegan for a very long time, and I had to introduce fish and omegas into my life because my brain wasn't functioning properly. Cyrus further revealed that she cried when eating her fish the first time after her vegan diet, saying, I cried for the fish. It really hurts me to eat fish. Her I feel just- like she's Lisa Simpson as a pop star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a level seven vegetarian. You don't, don't win friends with salad. You don't win friends with salad. <laughs> Her decision to quit being vegan sparked backlash from the vegan and vegetarian community and physicians who accused Cyrus of abandoning her vegan diet and spreading misinformation about omega-3 and plant-based diet, which can be found on various plant-based sources and dietary supplements. Most recently, in May of 2022, NBC announced that Miley's New Year's Eve party had been renewed for a second iteration set to be aired on New Year's Eve 22-23. In August of 22, it was announced that Cyrus was set to star in a Christmas television film Dolly Parton's Magic Mountain Christmas, produced by Dolly Parton for NBC. I remember seeing the commercials for this, but didn't uh, tune in. It seems as though adulthood has set in for Miley, but I wouldn't be shocked if we saw her butt naked on a wrecking ball again at some point. And that, boys, is Miley Cyrus. Okay. All right. I think her butt naked on the wrecking ball phase is past. I think she is properly distanced herself from her childhood stardom mm-hmm. and now she can settle into being the normal person that she probably is but you know i won't pass on a naked wrecking ball video again it's nah, all good why nah. not yeah not many would all right so let's get some final scores for miley cyrus mikey what you got uh i think that she's uh seems like a decent person i don't you know it's just tough um i feel bad for her in a sense that she's obviously trying to do the right things and you know like i said she's striving to like fight for equality and setting up interesting non-profit stuff like that and then just also catching shit left and right for just saying stuff like <laughs> i don't know i just try to eat some fish and they're like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i stopped listening to hip-hop suck a dick racist bitch um yeah at a certain point miley you should just be like hey i'm just doing my best here man like uh, it's cool um i think she's there's nothing there that I heard that was bad at all. I mean, we were really not living up to our name of asshole court here for these past three. So the one thing that I, I saw that was just a small red flag was there was an incident where it was Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez, and they made some kind of video um, that maybe posted up to YouTube or something like that, like okay. back 08, 09, something yeah. like this. Maybe in like Vine or something. Yeah, they look like 14 or 15 and it was just a stupid girl video and then miley and her best friend mandy basically went back and said everything that they said in that video but were just completely mocking it and um standard like teenage girl behavior yeah 100 percent. but you know like when you are you have such a large platform and you can kind of almost weaponize your audience against other people you know there might be like a a small case for cyberbullying um yeah, okay you know it's the only thing that i saw yeah. but i i heard it got redacted really quick taken off and you know was that miley doing that was that her people doing yeah. that you know but i mean out of all the stuff that we covered, i gotta say like, in the grand scheme of things where we have 
Vlad the Impaler impaling 10,000 Muslims <laughs> and her doing a video about making fun of another teenage girl. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. This is the stuff that teenage girls do. Yeah, I I watched the video, and that's why I didn't even write into the show. It was I watched maybe two minutes of it because that's about all I could stand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just stupid. It was it was just stupid. They just copied what the other girls did. That was it. Yeah, just from a sense of maybe that's encouraging. But to your point, no, it absolutely kind of put the other girls in a bad light for sure. So yeah, that's the only thing that I really saw as a red flag. But I mean, even that. You know, it's not much did some there, dumb yeah. shit at yeah. 14. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think the biggest asshole of this whole show is Cher. What the fuck, Cher? <laughs> I mean, yeah. keep Where your tongue in your mouth, from? you whore. I do like the thing is she doesn't need to be doing this, man. <laughs> do you believe in brushing your tongue? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm going to score at a, I'm going to put her at a three. She is a normal person, but she's at least making an effort to try to you know, I don't know, do the right thing in life. I think with, uh, with the causes that she's adopting and for sure. No, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think on. I'll go with three. All right. Pretty weak. All right, buddy. <laughs> what you got? Final score. All right. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I didn't hear a lot of anything in there that would make me think that she was an asshole. Even with that thing with Selena Gomez and, um, Demi Lovato. And Demi Lovato sounds like a drug that they're going to sell me on TV. Demi They're like, Lovato. Do you, yeah, do you have problems with plaque psoriasis? Talk Demi Lovato. <laughs> Talk to your doctor before starting a trial of Demi Lovato. Yeah. <laughs> Ask your doctor if you're allergic to anything in Demi Lovato. <laughs> That's it. But, um, you know, this is stuff that I expect teenage girls to do or just teenagers in general to do. You know, I think that she's extremely talented. I, I think that she's, uh, you know, really doing a lot for the LGBTQ community and not really just standing back. So yeah, no, I I really, I I really don't have anything that I can say negatively about her. Um, I didn't love that she used the what was it the VMA or whatever the award ceremony was to light up a joint on yeah, stage. The European Music Awards, you know. Yeah. Um, but once even again, that, it was mostly just lame. It wasn't yeah. even like bad. You're just like that's just kind of lame. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I can see us sitting around as twenty year old, like early twenty year olds, being like, "This is gonna be awesome." And then doing it and being like, oh, well, let's go <laughs> yeah. smoke. Come on, guys. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I really can't falter for anything. And I think that she really is, you know, a positive energy out there in the world that is really just grown up literally in front of the camera and had, you know, just done some dumb teenager shit that got caught on camera. And, uh, you know, but like nothing that you would say that she's a, a complete asshole by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, for me, I originally had her at a 4.78 and I will dial it back just a little bit. And uh, I'm going to end her at a 4.4. 4.4 for Buddy. All right. Randy, take us home. You know, it's funny. I just had a thought when you were talking about her smoking that joint at the European Music Awards. If you were in the audience and she lit that thing and took a few puffs off of it. Probably, to me. probably <laughs> smelled like weed in that whole auditorium for like the rest of the night. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of funny. What did she end up doing with it? Did she finish it? Did she burn so the thing down on the side right, of the so stage? Like that was the daydream I just had. Yeah. What did she do with it? And I'm thinking, what would I do with it? Throw it to me. And I would walk off the stage with my award in my hand and the joint in the other and kind of cuff it and like walk down the little hallway back to the green room or whatever and just kind of put it out and then hide it somewhere. Yeah. It seems like more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, maybe just smoke it outside and. Just be high like a normal person. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, 
going into it, you know, all I knew was like the outlandish stuff that I had seen on the news. I haven't really ever done a, a deep dive on Miley Cyrus. Enjoy a few of her songs. Good singer. Uh, again, don't pay too much attention to her. Might catch her on Saturday Night Live if she's a musical guest. Sure. Or something like that. Learn a lot of stuff in terms of, you know, like you said, the positive things that she's done and that there's not much behind her action other than just kind of being adolescent and young and doing dumb shit. And we've had a lot of people on our show that kind of fell into the same thing, right? Yep. Like just cause you do dumb shit doesn't mean you're an asshole. No, exactly. There's no malicious intent there. Right. Just yeah. Right. Just fucking around. Yeah. But she definitely, you know, I don't know if it made her an asshole, but she definitely took it. Like you made a comment in the show. Don't let that edge cut you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause she lived on that edge hard and you know, like, it's all right to say fuck the man and stick your middle finger up, but like some of the shit she took wasn't terribly tactful, I guess. Yeah, I didn't mature a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she has, but you know, again, I'm not going to hold it against her too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally had her at a 4.9, uh, and I have her dialed back actually to a 4.67. Okay. It's my final score. All right. With a 3.0 from Mikey, a 4.4 from Buddy, and a 4.67 from Randy, Miley Cyrus's final asshole score. Is a 4.02. 4.02. Low, low rating on the scale between the Pilgrims at 3.83 and Pete Davidson at 4.16. So oddly enough, Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus are right next to each other on the asshole score. They probably will be soon enough because Pete Davidson can't stop fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We hope you enjoy this episode of Asshole Court. As always, we appreciate the hell out of all the five-star reviews you guys give us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Go out there and leave a five-star review for us on any platform that you listen on. We absolutely appreciate all the support. Definitely check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash AHC podcast. Got to put the full name in there. Give us the support on there. We love all of our uh, listeners who have made the commitment and uh, give us money every month. We absolutely appreciate it. They all got some good shit a couple of weeks ago. So hope you guys appreciate a token of our appreciation. Uh, also, uh, we will be getting back to our uh, regularly scheduled shred fest shortly. We've done three nice episodes. We have some ones coming up where they're uh, absolute assholes. So hang in there and uh, don't worry. The show's uh, spirit will remain. <laughs> we'll dial up the uh, meter here just a little bit. That's it. And now we'll see you next time on Asshole Court. Asshole Court.